Hello, and welcome back to A Mental Break. I'm your host, Taylor Simpson, and on today's episode, I have a lovely, lovely guest on the show. Um, Shannon uh, is my guest on today's episode to come and talk about her mental health with all of us. Um, Shannon and I go six years back, as discussed previous to rolling the camera. (laughs) (laughs) Not 13. (laughs) Although it feels like that. It sure does. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah, so I know Shannon because her and I were in a City and Color music video together. Woo! That's right. We're famous, everybody. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. Wasted, it's the Wasted Love music video. Tell them what music yes. video so they know to go look it up. Specifically, you're yeah. correct. Yes, it was for the Wasted Love yeah. music video. It was off of his fifth studio album i believe i think don't quote me on that somewhere around there maybe fourth i don't know it was one of his albums the song is called wasted love i think it's fifth too that sounds right yeah but uh yeah so we were in that music video together it was like a weird like uh i don't know we we, like not casting call but just like a weird like competition i guess to like see if you can be in it I don't know. It was like yeah, a... it was, yeah. I don't even remember. It was just like a random post or something. Yeah, put out, like a social media post or like an email or something. Um, and you had to send like all yeah, this and it was stuff like send your then... headshot and then yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Shannon and I both got selected, obviously, <laughs> <laughs> and we got to go shoot that. And uh, I met her the day of the shoot, and we had like our little a little group that we made <laughs> there. <laughs> Um, it was super fun. We had a great time. We did the music video shoot and, uh, you know, since, since then, um, I followed her on her journey on social media and stuff. Um, she's in a band as well, which is super cool. She's also an artist along with me and a lot of the other guests I have on the show. (laughs) I'm seeing a trend here. Us musicians are just like, yeah, we've got a lot of feelings. (laughs) We do. We do. And like a lot of my friends are very similar in that regard, but that's, hey, that's the way it goes. Yeah. But yeah, that's so <laughs> Yeah, I've been following Shannon on her career in music and her and you know, her just her life outside of what she shares on social media and stuff and I know that she's also a big mental health advocate as well. I've seen her, you know, share some 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 deep stuff um which is very brave of you and very courageous and I'm very proud of you to yeah. be able to share that kind of stuff and I thought, "Hey, she'd be a perfect guest on the show." And another way for us to like reconnect and like and uh get back to what we had six years ago (laughs) yeah (laughs) uh make up for lost time you know but anyways that's how i know shannon so that's why shannon's on the episode today um i will turn it over to you now shannon to (laughs) elaborate more about yourself for our listeners or our viewers um just let the people know uh who shannon is and uh so they have a better idea of where you're coming from today all right. Well, hello, everyone. Um, thank you, Taylor, for having me on the show. That's quite the honor. I like your Batman cups as well. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> mine, mine says Fur Mama on it with uh, little paw prints. I love that. But it's not as badass, though. <laughs> um, yeah, I am 29 years old. I am from Aurora, which is just north of Toronto. Shout out Aurora. Toronto. Yeah, depending on where you're from, you say Toronto or Toronto. Toronto. Um, Toronto. <laughs> um, I am in a country music duo with my brother. 
Um, we are called The Bear Sword. And I've been writing lyrics and singing my entire life. And music has always been an outlet for me to kind of just get out a lot of my feelings. Um, a lot of them about relationships and things like that. But um, relationships with people in general, just that's what a lot of the world is based off of. So and it's the most relatable thing. So that's what I write about. Um, but throughout my life, um, especially like the starting as young as like five years old, I've experienced a lot of things in my life related to death and illness and um, mental health. So that's always been at the forefront of my life and my experiences. And um, yeah, so I just, I've always been open to sharing my art and also my experiences with people because I think it's important to to put it out there and just be yourself yeah. and be real with people that this, this is real life like this you know um, yeah absolutely so I'm here to talk about that today <laughs> <laughs> well thank you so much that's a little bit uh that's a little bit of Shannon everybody that's who, that's who <laughs> well, she is where she come from where she's been <laughs> <laughs> no that's that's great though and i i do want to add to what you said there about like expressing yourself through your art and also just in a general sense as well and i do feel like a lot of that kind of plays hand in hand you know like i feel like mm-hmm. uh a lot of what happens in your life emotionally and mentally kind of funnels into the art you know whether you see it or not it kind yeah. of like it's there subconsciously you know so it, in a way yeah. you're sharing it in both regards right and, just two different platforms Mm. or two different mediums yeah exactly and i find your experiences kind of shape the art itself absolutely you know you don't really if if it's real and it's it's resonating with you deeply enough it's just gonna like the the lyrics to my songs essentially write themselves you know yeah it's got to flow out of you (laughs) Mm -hmm. yep that's great (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing a bit about yourself there so that the uh, the listeners and the viewers can know a little bit more about you and where you're coming from in terms of you know, mm-hmm. going more in depth about your mental health and stuff so that they have a better idea and everything like yeah. that. I do want to buckle say... Buckle up, kid. Yeah, buckle up. It's going to be a bumpy <laughs> ride. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I do want to mention, before we move forward with uh, the mental health stuff, um, just how good of an artist you are and how much of an amazing singer you are and... Um, you know, I, it's funny cause like, and don't take this the wrong way, but like, I'm not, I'm not really a big country fan. Never really have been. Um, but I make an exception for you and your brother. <laughs> you, you are like the 300th person to tell me that, which is so funny. Like I, we get that all the time, which yeah. you know, it, it's funny. It, like it starts off like a backhanded compliment almost, but then, <laughs> but it's actually, but it's like incredibly sweet. It's like. All, like for someone to actually say that like you know I usually think your music's shit but like I like this style of music is absolute crap but like I like yours it's, hey that's kind a of fun in a weird I'm way. like hey all right we're yeah it is like if we're doing something right then if we're you know getting people from other genres to enjoy it yeah kind of, I feel like country kind of, music is kind of that unfortunately that like polarizing kind of genre isn't it it is like yeah. you either love it or you hate it. There's no, there's no in between. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, but we try to, yeah, we try to create like different styles. Like honestly, if you if you were to see my 
Spotify. Like I just, I just went on to Spotify and I ended up liking a bunch of like really like nineties, like Sarah McLaughlin, Chantal Kavriasik, um, like old, like songs from like when we were growing up. And then like a bunch of like big shiny nineties or big shiny tunes. Big shiny tunes. Um, Yeah. Love that. I was like, okay, like I love all of this music. And then like, I love alt rock and folk rock and alternative folk and stuff like that. That's what I really, really love. Like the country music for me. Um, I grew up with it. I really enjoy it, but it's like, yeah, not the the newer country music isn't resonating with me as much as the older stuff but i i find a lot more like inspiration and comfort yeah <laughs> i mean you Don't know this better than i would I guess, I'm not really that's a that's world. a whole other podcast episode on its own <laughs> <laughs> maybe you and i should start a podcast about genres and then we'll just talk about it there yeah, <laughs> yeah. the good the bad and the ugly and the the good, the bad, and the bro country. Yeah, the good, the bad, and the bro. Yeah, that's what it should be called. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, you're right. That is a whole. But yeah, well, like there's so many. Yeah, but like there's it's the lyrics for me that like I've always been the easiest. Like melodies and stuff, I'm not as strong with it. So like the words and how to write the story and express. That's that's where like a lot of my strong suit comes from the music so Absolutely. i think maybe that's what people that's i think that's maybe what people enjoy about it is because it's not like it's real it's not yeah it's not like your typical yeah. like oh well my mom has got my dog in the back of my truck and oh, <laughs> it's yeah, like it's so, it's so like disassociated <laughs> at that point like you can't connect with anything because it's just it's so generic right yeah like i don't have a truck yeah or a tractor and my or a mom farm. and my mom died so like i can't write about my mom well, I mean, you could. Being in a truck with me. But you can't write <laughs> I mean, that I could, way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, think... I make morbid jokes to heal. <laughs> no, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, you're in the right place because that's I do the same thing. <laughs> um, I will say, though, and like, correct me if I'm wrong, Shannon, because um, obviously you're the artist. But I, I would say that like, like over the tunes that I've heard from you guys, like, yeah, there is obviously that country influence. And like, I know that you guys are predominantly a country band, but... I would say that like, uh, like forty to fifty percent of your catalog is not exactly like true country straight up. Like I feel like Mm-mm. I feel like there's some like folk roots there, some singer songwriter yeah. elements. Like it does bridge the gap, yeah. you know, between like out of country yeah. and other genres, you know. Yeah, well, I appreciate you saying that because that's definitely what we go for. I think like, yeah, that 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 kind of is our goal is just be able to reach people from all over their kind of comfort zone if that makes sense absolutely yeah that's just just the way I hear it and that's the way that I see it you know so I'm really happy yeah I'm happy you said that because um yeah you're not the first person to say that which is real it's really reinforcing and positive for us to hear that because that's what we yeah try to do exactly you know? it's like you're like, putting that out there and trying to achieve that and then like hearing it back is like reassuring you're like okay people are getting yeah. what we're trying to do yeah exactly yeah we're not trying to like stick with like one specific role it's like we try to have every song like have a message or have you know a story to it but the sound is going to be a little different each time you know right of course so, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's super cool man and uh that's why i said back at the beginning of discussing this like how 
it was easier for me to get into you guys. Like at first it was apprehensive because I was like, oh, it's country music, but I want to support her. She's my friend. <laughs> but like bridging that gap with you guys, it makes it more accessible, I think, to people that are mm-hmm. a little, you know, agitated with country music, I'll say. <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, and this is like, it's so like music and mental health is so similar. Like, like you're trying to bridge gaps and connect people and yeah for sure connect with and connect with people and so i think it's all like full circle to me (laughs) yeah absolutely one dot connects to the other dot yep (laughs) perfect well thank you so much shannon for uh for letting everyone know about that and i just wanted to touch on the music um so again listeners and viewers please go check out shannon's band uh the bears fords um they're amazing they write really good songs and they play a lot of shows we've got new music coming out yeah we do well not so much recently not so much right now but you guys were definitely playing a lot of shows which was amazing yeah yeah Um, it's really fun um we got new music coming out in the next couple months and we're working on a special acoustic winter like we're calling it the sad winter demos oh i love that that's great so we're just gonna release some like really raw acoustic stuff Oh, I did see that on your Instagram like, story the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, just, like, to the bone. Like, literally, this is how we wrote it. This is what it sounds like. Like, one take, wonder, just out there. That's such and a good let, idea. Let it, be, let it be free. Yeah, well, I can't wait to hear <laughs> that. the waters. <laughs> and I'm sure everybody else listening is just as excited. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> um, yeah, so moving forward... Um, I like to ask all the guests on the show this before we really deep dive into the mental health stuff. Um, do you feel comfortable today, Shannon? Are you are you feeling okay? Are you feeling safe? Comfortable with me <laughs> as the host um, to discuss some of these, you know, harder subject matters? Are you are you? Do you consent? I consent. I Shannon Marie Bearsford consent. To oh wow! Fill in the beans. Yeah. <laughs> with the wrong hand but that's okay <laughs> i don't know it's okay i think it's flipped in my video so it's fine oh right <laughs> oh yeah mm, i don't know whatever I don't know. the people the people yeah. can hear and see you so it's all good yeah I- i'm an open book so let's Perfect. just let's just get after it <laughs> well thank you so much i'm glad and uh it's just a habit on the show i just want to make sure that people understand that these people are coming on and and are okay with it and you know are willing to yeah. talk about this kind of stuff because it's important you know like it's no, it is important, and yeah. consent is everything so yeah totally so yeah obviously moving forward from that my first question today for you shannon about mental health is just like a baseline um what mental health struggles or illnesses do you deal with i am diagnosed with major depressive disorder and generalized anxiety disorder um the two the two usually go hand in hand anyway yes they do um concurrent disorders are pretty common um so i'm on medication i'm on cyclex okay um take that once a day um i was on trintelix beforehand um and i've i feel like my experience with medication has been very different from other people because so? I know a lot of friends I know well I just I know a lot of friends that have tried to 
find one that is the right fit for them and they've had like horrible experiences like weight gain or headaches or like nausea vomiting like things like yeah. that and like or insomnia um which are all like side effects that to an extent I have also experienced but not to the point of like oh my god I can't be on this anymore right. um but I like I know a lot of people that have tried two or three different types of medication until they found one that actually works for them but I got I got really lucky my first time um using meds I so I was on Trintelix and like literally within the first like two weeks I noticed the difference in my energy levels and my ability to focus and like sleep I actually was able to fall asleep and I started eating which was like like I even gained like I gained a little bit of weight because I was like eating for the first time in like literally three years like I because my anxiety was just so bad all the time I was constantly in fight or flight that like right I couldn't eat I was just like constantly in a in like a stress like just (laughs) I was just stressed (laughs) yeah just a state of stress (laughs) Yeah. And I just, I couldn't, I wasn't eating properly. And then I was eating, I would feel sick or I would like sometimes like throw up and like, I just, it was bad. So I was like really malnourished and like really thin and just like, I, like I look back at pictures and I'm like, everyone's like, Oh, you were so skinny. And I'm like, yeah, well, cause I, I was actually really unhealthy. unhealthy like I, yeah. I, w- I wasn't eating <laughs> right. and it's, and it wasn't really by choice. It was just, my body was like rebelling against me at that point. Um, and I just, I remember it was like the last draw for me. I was driving home from school. I used to drive out to Oshawa for school, um, where I was doing my forensic psych degree and I was driving home and I just like, I literally was just like, so ready to drive into the ditch. Like, like I was just like, I was bawling my eyes out and I was just like, fuck this. I, I could literally just end this. I could just drive into a tree or drive into a ditch and I was like, I don't want to be, I don't want, I don't want to be a person that drives into oncoming traffic. I don't want to be that. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to take other people with me with, with my problems, but, but like, you know what I mean? Just like, I get it. I just, I was just, I was just, and it terrified me. I was like, what the fuck? Like I, and I just, I reached the point where I literally felt my body going into depressive states. I could feel my dopamine. Like I could feel my body essentially like dropping if that makes sense yeah like I don't know how like I guess the best way to explain it would be if someone were to like stand in front of you and give you like really terrible news that sinking feeling you get yeah that's that's the feeling I would get and like I wouldn't be able to get out of it I wouldn't be able to do anything like exercise sleep eating something get like drinking some water anything like that nothing I did at that point was bringing me out of that sinking state Right. And it scared me. I was so I went, yeah. I literally I drove home, I dropped my shit off and I was like, Mom, I'm going to the doctor. I need medic like I need to be on meds because like at this point it's physiological and I can't I can't do like it's not helping. Like therapy's yeah. not helping, you it's know. Like out of your control at that point almost. Yeah. So um and meds were like the and I had waited so long. I had literally waited like three years. And I think I've had anxiety my entire life, but it didn't take it took me almost 25 years to really realize what it was right. you know mm-hmm. um and just being in the mental health field and like getting my degree and like actually working in social services and stuff really opened my eyes to like my own mental health and my like what I was actually feeling and it's like you know a little light went off like oh this is because of this and this is you know all the right. pieces started to fit together yeah 
So, but yeah, my, my medication story is like a little different because I noticed the change right away and it was positive. Like I didn't have That's bad good, side man. effects. Because like you but, said, like a lot of people don't yeah. get that, right? So. Yeah, they struggle with it. So, but mm-hmm. I mean, when it comes to medication and stuff, like um, anyone that's listening, if they have any questions or are like unsure, then just shoot me a message because I'm always open to talk about it. Of course, obviously, I'm that's, here. That's great. <laughs> no, thank you so much for that. But it definitely, it's different for everybody, but that's why I feel like I've been kind of lucky that way. Um, yeah. I haven't had any like crazy bad experiences with my medication. But that's good, man. Yeah, but yeah, I got formally diagnosed with severe so yeah, the, the MDD. Big, the big two are the MDD. depression and the anxiety. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So my next question for you, you kind of answered already, which is fine. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, it's totally fine. Like I, like, I probably should reword this as one question together rather than having it separate because I find often more than not people automatically start answering the second question before I... <laughs> so I should probably just rephrase it, but... Um, my next question for you is just like, have you been diagnosed by a doctor or professional or whatever? Um, oh yeah. So obviously, well, I can, you, I, yeah, you can, can definitely elaborate that, further if you want. Yeah, and yeah. Um, if you have, like, obviously, if you haven't, then you you already have. So moving forward with that, um, so you have. So what was that experience like for you? Like, when did you get your diagnosis? Like, maybe elaborate further on that point. Yeah. So I think. Well, I'm in Ontario, so like, well, we both are. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I'm, I'm not sure what other provinces are like. I think a lot of them are following suit. Like you could literally like walk in to a pharmacy or a walk-in clinic and have a doctor or pharmacist like do um, the personal health questionnaire, which is the PHQ-9, um, which is the depression. They use that for the depression scale. I okay. think there's tw- I think there's 20 questions in it and there are multiple choice and they range from like, to, like the beat, like, severe to not at all um right like strongly agree on the symptoms yeah it's basically one of those and then they just tally it up and then out of 20 is what your score was so when I was like really really bad I was 19 out of 20 like the only thing I didn't answer was do you have means to harm yourself and like are you prepared to like complete suicide or harm yourself and I was like I've never gotten to that point. Like I've, I've, I've thought about it, but I've never thought like, oh, okay, like if I set this amount of pills, like these amount of pills, or if I do this at this time, or like I've never done that. Right. So that's the only that's the only reason I didn't get admitted to the hospital. I'm pretty sure, honestly. Right. Um, but um, and then there's the GAD seven, which is the generalized anxiety disorder. Um, scale that they use which I think is out of 15 or 18 um the same same thing um and I scored I think it's out of 15 I think I scored 14 out of 15 <laughs> so I was like I was scoring yeah. high on those which is like that's an A you, know, you don't want two of the tests exactly I was like those are the two tests that I've done really really well on but I didn't want to score that's, really well. yeah you want an F on those tests <laughs> I don't want to put that on my fridge <laughs> yeah no definitely not yeah I don't want to bring that home to mom and be like hi I did I really passed. well <laughs> um yeah <laughs> um but yeah it was um it was like I just walked in like at the time I didn't have my family doctor like she's Do my family doctor now but at the time uh, 26. Okay, so this is 
fairly recent pretty recent yeah yeah um yeah it took, it took me that long to really like realize like okay like i need i need medication or something because need help it's just, of some sort like, yeah yeah exactly like i've done the therapy route which is fine mm-hmm. um but i think for me as well because i've got a degree and like extensive training in mental health and social services areas like I go into a therapy session. It's kind of like doctors are the worst patients kind of thing. Like, yeah. you know, that saying or nurse. Yeah. Right. It's kind of like that. It's like, I go into the session and I know how it's going to run. Basically. Like I know the, like, I know the guideline. I know like where my feelings are coming from. I know why I'm feeling this way. I know what hormones are causing this. I know why right. my brain is, you know, you're too self so for your own good. Yeah. Essentially, <laughs> essentially. So it's like, you know, so therapy like talk just just the talk therapy on its own wasn't doing it for me right and so but yeah it's like they just kind of I went in and like they give you the questionnaire to do yourself and then they come back in and then they tally it up for you and then they talk to you about like your options in terms of medication or admittance to hospital and stuff and right um the hospital system is um you know for lack of a better word from (laughs) Um, it's fucking useless. <laughs> yeah, it's flawed in um, every way. Yeah, they'll put you on a form one for at least, you know, at max 72 hours. And then the second they deem you not of harm to yourself or others, they're like, okay, we'll see you Bye. later. Yeah, exactly. Like, and, you know, it's really mm-hmm. unfortunate. I've I've got, you know, a couple close friends, even just recently, that have tried to end their lives and thankfully didn't succeed but within a couple days yeah so but they're like okay I'm gonna go admit myself and get help but they're not in crisis in the time at the time and they're not at harm at a risk of harming themselves or other people at the time so they you know they stay maybe a night and then they're like okay well here's an outpatient clinic card and here's an appointment yeah they get dismissed and yeah and if they're yeah and if they're you know it's 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 a sad state that the mental health world is in because there's so many people struggling, especially with COVID and especially with yep. this inflation of like everything around us price wise. Like it's hard to it's hard to survive um financially and just you know, it's just it's it's really hard. Like you literally have to be basically clinging to life for someone to step in and kind of intervene and support you and help you and get you the help you need and that's why it's it's really sad because a lot of times by that point you know I I had I know a friend that um unfortunately got dismissed from hospital and um within a day of being out of hospital just killed themselves because they're like they were there they were they were at the brink you know and it's like yeah it's a fucking but joke. They weren't in crisis. Yeah. Yeah. They weren't in crisis at the time. But it's like, but you're, they're still suicidal. Yeah. The thought is still there. Mm-hmm. And like, you can't dismiss like, the action from happening. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. That's why I say it's, it's essentially, it's fucking useless. And it's, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. It's rough out there, it's man. Just, it's really flawed. And, you know, it's not like the people, like, I work in mental health, right? Like, it's not right. like, people that work in it like me aren't caring and not wanting to do something it's like 
there's so many roadblocks and so many rules and so many guidelines and so many things to check off the list before you can actually like, you know, yell fire and actually get someone's attention yeah, and like, so much you know, yeah. So, which I and there's get, a lack but at the same time, it's like, like, well, that too, obviously that doesn't help either. Yeah. And the government yeah. not taking it seriously enough ever. Yeah. But it's we can, just, we can yeah, get into the that forever, I'm sure. That's, an, that's another podcast episode. Oh, man. But, like, um, yeah, like, me and you both, man, I agree with everything you just said. Um, and, you know, I've spoken yeah. about it before on the podcast in season one. Um, and even the last two episodes I just filmed for this season, like, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a recurring topic that keeps coming up of how, like, shitty mm-hmm. the infrastructure is in this country yeah. and every country. And how much of a joke like, mental health is. And it's just, it's disgusting. Yeah. And just as someone that works in mental health, it's like, it's not like we don't care. And it's not like we're not trying. It's just, there's a lot of, a lot of roadblocks that we hit trying to support people. And yeah, it's, it sucks. Like I, w- I wish so badly that I just had like a, like millions of dollars. Cause I would just be like, what's your email? Let me just e-transfer you some money. So yeah. you can buy some food, get a nice place to stay, you know, Pavlov's hierarchy of needs. Exactly. <laughs> Start with that and go from there. Well, you know, it's funny you say uh, that because there is somebody on this planet that can do that. <laughs> Actually, there's probably quite a few people that can do that on this planet. Yeah. Like Jeff Bezos. I'm looking at you, Bill. Yeah, I'm looking at you, Bill Gates. Or Bill Gates. Um, Definitely Jeff Bezos, though, because he's the richest person in the world now, so... <laughs> Oh, okay, yeah. Is he the bald one? He's the bald one that owns Amazon. Oh, right, okay. And I did the math the other day about this. I don't know why, but I just thought it was fucked up (laughs) that he has so much goddamn money that he could pay. Listen to this, Shannon. This is going to freak you out. He has so much money that he can pay every person on this planet, all 7.5 billion of us, a million dollars. You can all get the a million dollars and he'd still have money left over yeah see i the like richest people in the world could just all put together seven billion yeah for each, each person could get a billion dollars they each honestly person. could yeah each person on the spike have a billion dollars <laughs> and if they and if they you know if they wanted to be like how do i explain this like if they just wanted to give money to people over the age of 18, you know, yeah, then Obviously, you don't even need probably seven billion. They just blow their money. <laughs> or you yeah. put like a trust fund or something. Yeah, I'm putting my little ice Christmas lights. Yeah. I'm turning them on, hoping that it will, like, I don't know if you can, can you have it? Twinkle lights. I love it. Beautiful. I'm just, I'm hoping that it'll keep my freaking camera from, like, doing that weird, like, in and out darkness the lighting thing. thing yeah <laughs> yeah that's okay Ugh, pissing me off anyway it's all good Anywho. But yeah so um, that's that's our take on the whole healthcare system <laughs> for mental health <laughs> <laughs> fuck the government <laughs> yeah absolutely i'm with you i'm with you well let's get back to you let's go back to you so my next question for you shannon is um i mean i guess we did touch a lot upon this already but the way I like to view this question is it's just basically like, what has your experience been like or your perspective of dealing with your mental health? And the way I kind of like laying this out for my guests is just kind of like give us, like the listeners and viewers, kind of like a timeline of, of, of like a brief synopsis of your life. Like, wh- like when did you start feeling these things? 
in terms of like your anxiety and your depression. Like here we go. Well, hey, that's what the podcast is about. Like give us like yep. just give us like a brief synopsis of the timeline between like when you started feeling this way, if there were certain moments that you think triggered it, um, walk us through that experience to the point where you got your diagnosis and like how maybe that changed you and then kind of like where you're at now with it, I guess. Like obviously we'll get it deeper into it like as we go on the pod, but just so people have like a broad mm. sense of your timeline dealing with your mental health. Yeah, totally. Um so when I was six, my mom got diagnosed with stage three. I think it was stage three breast cancer. And my I have two brothers. Um, so at the time, Brendan was four and Liam was two going on three. Oh, wow. So like, how do you explain to three kids all under the age of 10 that, that, and two under the age of five that you have a life-threatening illness and, you know, you don't. So yeah, it's, they were just like mom's boobies hurt and like she's not going to feel well for a long time but she's like hopefully going to feel better that's basically how she explained it and um so I just I just remember as a kid like kind of stepping into like a mother role in a lot of ways like just just looking after my brothers or like playing with them and stuff because like she literally like I would come home I just remember so many days like coming home from school because we used to live right around the corner from my school which was great because I could just walk there um and we had like other friends on the street that I'd go with to be safe of course um so that was really convenient and um yeah so anyway um but I would come home from school and like she'd be on the couch with a bucket beside her because her chemo would be making her so sick and I'd like she'd be asleep but I would literally at the age of six, be going over to my mom and like putting my ear up to her to like see, like to hear if she's breathing. Wow. Like, and I just innately did that. I wasn't taught to do that. I wasn't told to do yeah. that. I was just, I, I was, I was like honed in enough on like what was going on yeah. to know that something was really wrong, it's but I, like just, I didn't. Yeah, but I didn't understand, like, the full scope of it. And luckily, mm-hmm. she went into remission and, like, everything from then until semi-recently was good. Um, but I just remember that kind of really, that really changed the trajectory of my life and myself as a person. Like, I, I'm very emotionally, like, intuitive and very sensitive to other people's emotions and feelings like I can be in a room of people and like feel something go off or notice like yeah exactly yeah I'm I'm a a severe empath I've been told I'm the same so I heavily relate to what you're saying so yeah it's um it's a blessing and a curse at the same time yep and 100 unfortunately yeah and unfortunately more often than not it's a huge curse because I I I pick up on everything yeah and I my my instincts like my I just I'm usually I joke about it but I'm usually always right like I feel things before it like before it actually gets proven to me that it's true if that makes sense like yeah absolutely I like my feet my feelings go off and I'm like something's up and Mm -hmm. then boom you know yeah so I don't know it's just but like 
that that really changed my life you know like how i and how i view and how i view living you know it's like things can be so easily taken away and like it's just like and i think the first like 10 years of my childhood honestly were just around illness and death to be quite honest with you like my mom was sick she you know she fought like hell and thankfully like they did catch it early enough like in terms of where it was in stage three to like put her into chemo do the full mastectomy and like all that so but and I learned a lot about health and you know just the body and things like that too like I've got a lot of like positive takeaways but it really like the negative stuff really did shape a lot of like what brought me to this point with my anxiety and my you know just my sensitivity to things and right um so that started it and then my grandparents my mom's dad and then my dad's mom died in the same year wow like four months apart Jeez. and that was really 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 hard like yeah. um I think I was in grade six at that point so this is like maybe six years later six mm-hmm. years yeah six years later I was 12 and again it was like my parents were my dad was working full time. My mom was a stay at home mom. She was taking care of us three kids, which is crazy busy. <laughs> and like, yeah, it's a lot. Like, uh, anyway, it's just, I have so much respect for her. And I wish that she was still around so I could tell her everything. But she knows. She um, knows. Yeah, she knows. I hope. I hope she knows. No, she absolutely um, does. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, like, grief wasn't really something I fully understood. Um, I mean, how could you at that age? But that's when I started, yeah, but that's when I started writing a lot of lyrics and writing poems and painting and stuff. Like, I really just honed into, like, my, like, <laughs> um, introvert self. <laughs> and just would, <laughs> I literally would just lock, I'd be locking myself in my room for hours at a time and I would be singing and I'd be writing songs. I didn't know how to play guitar. I was literally just like sitting in my closet, just acapella with an American Idol karaoke machine, like singing into nice. it to record it. That's awesome. Um, but like I was witnessing both of my parents trying to grieve while carrying on with their lives and trying to be strong for us and trying to provide for their family and take care of us. And it, it, you pick up on like, because I was an empath at such a young age, it was like, I was picking up on like, my dad's not acting normal yeah. or like my, my, my mom's like crying. And I, like, I'm, you know, I didn't understand the grief process. Like, obviously I know she's sad, but it's like, right. I, I felt kind of like, what do I do with that? And like my anxiety started to develop to develop a little bit with that. I think just like yeah. the, the inability to have control over things and the inability to, you know, know when something bad was going to happen because it seemed like there was so many bad things happening. And it was like, really, like, I was like, how do I stop that from happening? Yeah. And I started to build more anxiety and like high school, I got bullied a lot. Like, and I, I really, I, in high school, I, I, kept myself I never went to parties I never drank I literally never drank alcohol never smoked like I had friends but they were outside of high school because my brothers both played hockey so I made friends with like the other siblings that were my age right and were similar to me where it was like the rink was a safe place for us to go where we could hang out and not have to worry about being 
bullied by other kids at school or like or have drugs and alcohol yeah. like yeah it was like a judgment-free zone and it was also like family friendly and it was fun and like I love I'm a very family-oriented person so it was fun to go like support my brothers and stuff so like high school was really weird like my school life was like completely different than my out of school life like out of school I was like happy and bubbly and like had friends but then in school I was like headphones in hood up like head down in the hallways like I tried to avoid everyone and and that that's weird like that's kind of weird have it like I felt like I had like two kind of lives like I would like be waiting for the school day to be over so I could get the fuck away from everybody and then go see my real friends yeah it's a weird like it was weird like I yeah and so but I just I noticed like my anxiety would build was building and I didn't know it was anxiety like like I feel like we're both the same age I feel like when we were in high school and stuff I didn't even know the word anxiety until I was like out of high school I didn't know the word depression I didn't know Mm -hmm. what any of that was right I didn't know I didn't make that connection to myself until like just a few years ago so but I it's funny when you think back on things hindsight's always 2020 because I remember like going for runs in high school like I I'd be sitting in my room and I'd see something on Facebook or somebody would message me something like really horrible and be like well like you should just kill yourself and not come to school tomorrow because nobody fucking likes you Jesus Christ and I'm and I'm like I sit at the back of English class and I avoid this person and they message me this and I'm like okay you know like kids are fucking horrible Yep. anyway but like that, that that would trigger me and I would get really wound up and I'm like I'd be pacing in my room so I'd go through my running shoes on and I'd go for a run and I would run as fast and as hard as I could until I just broke down and started crying wow and then I would just like go to the park and like sit in the park by my house and just ball my eyes out and then go home right. and felt a lot better and then I would just go to sleep yeah but it's almost like you it were... took me yeah yeah, like that that was my release. That was how I dealt with my anxiety. Your like I literally at the time like, was that, yeah. Yeah, like I would run myself basically into like a mini panic attack. Like yeah. I would hype like I would be like hyperventilating and crying the whole thing. But then I'd I would just sit in the park alone, let myself have that moment, and then I'd go home. Right. You know? Yeah. But that was my way of dealing with it because I didn't know what else. I didn't. I didn't really understand what yeah. it was I was feeling and like proper ways to do. Yeah, exactly. It. Proper ways to cope with it in a healthy oh. way. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and like I think being a girl is like guys. They don't talk about it with guys as much. Like it's a huge thing with guys as well. Like I, some of my brother's friends I know have had like eating disorders, and my friends, all my friends have non-professionally diagnosed with body dysmorphia as well because in high school I got made fun of for my hair I got made fun of for my clothes like I got I just got bullied like a lot like growing up my mom would my mom would make a lot of our clothes growing up because she was like she was just badass and like really cool and like would make clothes that's awesome and yeah, but she wasn't shopping at West 49 or, no. like, the Bay and stuff. Like, she'd be going to Zeller's or... Yes, I was about to something. say Zeller's. Or, yeah, yeah. That's right, all or Walmart. From was and, like, yeah. Cherokee? Like, come on. We're that's Zeller's the kids. Best. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Um, but, you know, like, but I got made fun of because I didn't wear Hollister or I didn't wear Roxy I mean, or, like, all the, like... Or whatever yeah like I didn't and I was like what the, like it's just ever like there's just such a 
there's such an unrealistic expectation put on teenagers especially to like be a certain way and dress a certain way yeah. and speak a certain way and do certain things and it's like to carry that status and, and yeah it's like those it's like those shit like euphoria or riverdale or um like even like the new saved by the bell and like all that shit it's like you know it's not real life. Like, that's not what high school's like, but they, they kind of like precondition kids before they go into high school to think that that's what high school's like. Right. If that makes sense, you know? It's so like the most extreme they already case kind of, possible like, is what they're portraying, obviously. Yeah. But, and like, you know, I think like Mean Girls is probably the most relatable, like, school like the most teen movie. <laughs> that or like 10 Things I Hate. Yeah. And like 10 Things I Hate About You is like one of my favorite movies. Yeah, and that one's also kind of relatable, but right. but even then they still embellish the characters to be like the extra douchey jock or like <laughs> <laughs> the major heartthrob. Like yeah. <laughs> we didn't have one. Like, well, it might be a case of two, like just you know, like but it's geographically, just... like where it's being placed. Because like obviously you and I grew up in Canada, right? Totally. So we don't know what American yeah. high school is like. It's it it could be. I doubt it's like yeah. that, but like it could be. I don't know, right? Yeah, <laughs> that is very true. I didn't even think of that, but. You know, you know, but you know what I'm saying? It's like there's just like a yeah. like pre mind like a preset mindset yeah, that this a is what it's going to be like or Exactly. So high school was really weird and that right. was like my anxiety was definitely starting to come into its full form by the end right. of high school and I didn't fully understand it. And then I started college and I was going to go into nursing, so I did pre-health science. Um to take some extra science courses and stuff. And my mom um, had relapsed on her alcoholism that she had before I was even born. I didn't even know she had it. I didn't know she, yeah, I didn't know she had this disease until then. And she'd relapsed. And I think what triggered it was um, her dad's birthday that year. Something about, I don't know, I maybe it was like a special birth like a milestone birthday I'm, I don't remember but I just I have a hunch that like that's what drove her to start drinking and right. like she hit rock bottom yeah and she tried to she tried to um this is suicide warning trigger warning text, uh, context trigger warning um she tried to take a bunch of pills and oh, man. um my brother had some painkillers in the in the pill cabinet and she took 24 toradol which is a narcotic yeah. but it's like not as strong as codeine but it's like pretty up there mm-hmm. um took 24 toradol and that didn't do anything so she was like well okay what the fuck and she was drinking while this was happening too so she's mixing that, mixing with, that alcohol. with alcohol yeah. and then she went into yeah and then she went into the garage and started the car and tried oh to God. gas herself out essentially and then that wasn't working so she just like she was like what the fuck am i doing and just like gave up but i was i empath tendencies i guess i was sitting yeah. in class and i i texted her and i didn't get a response and i knew that she was like had been drinking and stuff and i was like she's not replying something's wrong something's wrong something's wrong and i tried calling like three times on her cell phone and we still have a home phone so i was trying to call the home phone right no answer no answer i i called my boyfriend at the time and i was like can you come pick me up he's like i'm in class in toronto like i can't get there in time like fuck 
the YRT, which is York Region Transit in our area, um, it was like a three hour bus ride just to get from like the campus that I was at in King to my house, which is literally a 10 minute drive for me. But the route was like a three hour route. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. So one of my friends drove all the way down from East Bloomberry to come pick me up and take me home because I didn't have a car at the time. And I found my mom just lying in bed. And because I had started pre-health and we were doing psychology courses, and this is the first time I had ever taken a psychology course, I was learning about depression and I was learning about addictions. And I was like, oh, okay. So I just, I remember lying down in bed beside my mom and I was like, mom, do you think you're depressed? Because that was like the first thing I thought of, right? Yeah. And she's like, and she's like, I don't know. But it wasn't the next day. So the next day she collapsed on the floor. And because we had a deal made that week that I was going to take her to the hospital on Friday if she didn't start to feel better or if like she didn't feel like she was going to get any help. And I was like, okay, well, if you don't go get it yourself, I'm going to take you on Friday you got like three days to like you know come to terms and whatever and Wednesday she like collapsed on the floor I called 911 they took her to the hospital and the doctor was like the amount of alcohol in her system for her weight and just like her general health like had you not called when you did she would have been having seizures within 48 hours and she would have died holy shit and I was like I was like holy fuck and so but this this whole like the the two suicide attempts came out when the social worker came in and I found out that the entire time I was trying to call her in class the day before she was trying to kill herself right so that was like my that was my first real like you know like Mack truck hit of mental health and addictions and suicide and I was 19 wow yeah so you know so that was like my first experience and then that obviously triggered me back to like my childhood where I was like worried about my mom coming home from school worried about my mom walking down the street like because she was so weak and so my anxiety peaked again where I was like oh my god like some like when's the other shoe gonna drop you know like and whether that's with my mom or with 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 me or my brothers and my like I just constantly had this anxiety that something bad was always going to happen yeah this is looming fear that something bad was always going to happen and that yeah. I might not be there in time to stop it, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. So, yeah, so that was um, not great. And then within the last two years of my life, my mom was really ill again, and she died in March of this past year in 2021. Oh, my God. Um, this is very, I'm so sorry. I didn't know it was that recent. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, coming up on a year this March. And so I've, I've really like, if you can't tell by what I've, my story, I guess, but I've just, I've had a really, really, really deep crash course with like mental health and illness and death and grief. Like those are like my three main, like, that's what I know, you know, and and I, I don't know very many people that have like, I, I think I only know two other people that have lost a parent and they it's their it's their father it's not their mom right which doesn't make it any it doesn't make it any better or worse but it's just it's a different person you know like you know it's it's your mom (laughs) yeah oh yeah so um 
yeah so it's just it's hard like we're we're pretty like we're still pretty young a lot of people don't understand like in my friend group like what it's like to lose a parent so it's hard to find an outlet it's incredibly difficult. to deal with that yeah yeah I mean, like, this isn't about me obviously. Um, this is about your episode but seeing as you brought this up and thank you for bringing it up i'll just put it out there yeah. so that you know like if you ever need to talk to somebody like i i lost both my parents right yeah and you know what i i feel i totally like you told me this i feel like we it's did okay. talk it's, about this it's at been one years point, but... sorry i'm not it's fine yeah <laughs> um, i don't um, blame you for forgetting it's a long time ago and we haven't really been that close since then but yeah i lost my parents yeah. um my dad when i was 10 and my mom when i was 13 god so i know yeah. exactly like, how you feel yeah it's yeah and you know it's i don't think it gets any easier no matter how old you are it doesn't. you know it's, <laughs> it doesn't. it's it's gonna it doesn't it's gonna be the most like if whoever's listening to this if you haven't lost a parent yet it is going to be especially if you're close with your parents it's going to be the most painful gutting thing. yeah it, it it's the worst it's the worst emotional pain I have ever felt in my entire life and I yeah it's I, I just I feel like I'm about to explode yeah. <laughs> a lot of I will the say time. For, for you Shannon and for the listeners and viewers because because I lost my parents much longer ago than you've lost yours um it does get easier um and I know it's cliche to say that but it it, it really does it took a long time yeah obviously because i'm 28 now yeah was 10 and 13 right so that's over a Mm -hmm. decade right so and i'm just you know in the last couple of years i would honestly say in a comfortable place with it now you know so it takes Mm -hmm. a long time and like there is no yeah that is a long time yeah i mean there's no right or wrong way to do it in my mind like whatever Mm -hmm. works best for you is whatever works best for you like whatever coping mechanism that is whether it's therapy or medication or or Mm -hmm. whatever that may be like yeah you got to find a way to get through it because at the end of the day yeah you have no choice no like you have a life (laughs) to live and like you know Mm -hmm. I've tried to kill myself multiple times you know dealing with that trauma and yeah I've just come to realize it's like they wouldn't want that for me Mm -mm. you know like they yeah they have me for a reason and they want me to live my life to the fullest or at least try yeah you know so like exactly yeah like they gave you this gift to be able to live and like you know carry on like you're their legacy essentially and Mm -hmm. i you know i it's interesting like when mom first died i was able to just like tell people what happened without an issue i was like on autopilot but now i can't talk about what happened to her without crying or getting really upset so well you did i won't go into it in this yeah, well, I didn't go into the nitty gritty. Sure, sure. <laughs> but that's just the, you know, that's the synopsis, right? But I mean, yeah. I have, like, I just have this, I don't want to call it like a motto, but it's just like, I, I, when I'm explaining my grief and explaining what I've been through and how I'm handling it and like what works. And I was like, you have, you have two choices when the entire core of your existence dies. Mm-hmm. You either die yourself or you try your best to just keep going and take every single day and on, on, on its own yeah you know like obviously it's 
it's important to have friends. It's important to have a social circle. It's important to make plans. It's important to like have things set in your future that will motivate you and keep you optimistic. But focus, you literally have to just minimize your days to one day at a time. Because realistically, that's all we have anyway. Yep, it's one day you know, at a time. Nothing, yeah, nothing's ever guaranteed. Yep. And so it's just like, take it one day at a time. If you're having a shit day, like, line, like let yourself have that shit day. Let yourself have those emotions. Don't let it completely consume you. Yeah. But let yourself feel what's happening. And let yourself, you know, sit with those emotions for a mm-hmm. while. And sit like, okay, like, my anger today is coming from the fact that mom was in the hospital for three weeks before she died and I couldn't see her because of COVID. Yeah. Why does that make me angry? I'm mad about COVID. I'm mad about this. You know, what can I do about that anger? Absolutely fucking nothing because it's not going to change anything. Yeah. What happened happened. Yeah. And that's a really hard pill to swallow for a lot of people. Like they, they want to have, they want to have closure. They want to have an answer. And you know, a lot of people don't get that. Yeah. And you know, it's, and I wish it, it, it sucks. Like life isn't always that cookie cutter, like cut and dry, black and white. Like you don't always get a, the closure that you want. Yeah. I didn't get a chance to say goodbye to my mom. Yeah. None of my family did. Right. You know, they wouldn't let us into the hospital to see her. Yeah. And like, you know, my last text to her was, we're going to get through this no matter what. You're the strongest woman I know. And I love you so much. And she replied, I love you so much. And that's the last thing we ever said to each other. At least you had you know? that. Yeah, at least I had that. A lot of people don't get that's that. That's something to hold right? on to, and at least, Shannon. Like, that's something yeah. important, right? Because yeah. it could have been I've worse. Got screenshot. You, you might not have been able to get that, right? So. Yeah, exactly. But I just, I, and healing is, like, not linear. Mental health is not linear. No, like, it is not. <laughs> so, and it's just, like, it's so, I think that's why I really wanted to come on the podcast today is just, like, to, like, really kind of hit home that, like, as long as what you're doing isn't fucking other people up and it's not fucking you up in a really bad way. You have to do what works for you. You have to do what's right. Yeah. Like if having a couple of glasses of wine and like taking a bath or like writing a song is what you want to do. Or if like lighting up a joint and just like zoning out for four hours and just like blocking the world out like cool do it yeah. like i do <laughs> like sure. substance like i like substance use is something that like i'm trying to cut back on like this yeah. entire week i've gone I like i've gone this entire week like, as long as it's not advice yeah. like <laughs> yeah exactly like this week i like i find myself like since mom died i find myself like using thc a lot so mm. this is the first week i've gone an entire week without using it good good for you so because i just like i made the decision last weekend i was like i use this every night and like it's not like i need it and i don't have this craving for it but i'm just doing it because it's like a routine for me right you and i was like but it's it. like yeah and i'm like i don't want to be doing this like it's not helping me you it's know like i like that. i wake yeah like it's important to like i think self-reflection and being self-aware is really important right so Absolutely. like but i think you know as long as you're doing things that aren't going to be really negative in the long run towards yourself or other people like you need you need to do what feels right and and what is going to get you through because otherwise otherwise it's just you're gonna it's gonna be hell for you it's like it's not gonna gonna make it anything better yeah you're gonna just 
yeah it's gonna yeah you're gonna nobody wants that yeah we're like we're like um we're like little vegetables we need to be watered and like yes this is all veggie tales get some, yeah veggie <laughs> Like, but like, literally, we need water. We need sunshine. Yeah. No, I Otherwise, agree 100. I, I do appreciate rot. that. Uh, <laughs> I do appreciate that sentiment that you that you said in the middle there about having to come on and and really say and really push that uh, that thought home of like um, making sure that you do what you need to get done in order to get better because yeah. a lot of people have a lot of self doubts no... about it and a lot of people like yeah. are unsure and uneasy about what the solution is or what the best coping mechanism is and all that stuff and coming from two people right here that ha- are trying to figure it out still and have been trying to figure mm-hmm. it out and are figuring it out um mm-hmm. there really isn't the end all be all solution like it's just whatever gets so. you through the day and it might change and that's okay yeah it, and it does change like it changes a lot like yeah and and that's totally cool too. Like people, like people ask me like, what do you do? How do you do this? And I'm like, I, 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 as a person myself do this. Yes. What do you want to do? Yeah, exactly. You know, like it's not like, it's not like my, my coping mechanisms or my self care or my medication is going to work for you. No, every person, you different. know, like, you, yeah. And I think, I think it's um, like mindfulness is something that I've come to be like really, really um, like I really try to advocate for that as well. Like really sit with yourself and really take the time to try to think about what ignites you and what actually puts a spark in your life or makes you feel better or motivates you to want to do something and keep going yeah absolutely because you know a lot of people if you took away their work and if you took away I don't know like just like very simplistic things they do every single day yeah like driving to work like the routine working yeah if you took away their routine and just like the stuff they have to do and stripped that down and took that away what are like what are you left with yeah you know like what do you like what do you do what what are what's something that you do for yourself that you don't have to do but you do because you want to because it's good for you because it makes you feel good yeah you know and a lot of people like we're we're so stuck on our phones we're so stuck with like looking at other people's lives through a tiny screen and seeing them doing all these cool, great things. Yeah. Or like, you know, we're stuck going to work for eight to 12 hours a day. And then we come home and we're exhausted. And like, it's, you know, we get stuck in these like snowball effects of just like, just mundane, like monotonous shit day in and day out. And I think a lot of people, a lot of people lose themselves. Absolutely. And like what, what really drives them. So I yeah. think, yeah, to me, like the mindfulness of it is like what's really gotten me through is actually being able to like understand what I need in, in certain moments and at certain times and being okay with like not always being able to get everything done or not being able to like do certain things in the moment that I wanted to do. It's like, okay, well, I'm having a bad day. Like my, like my grief is really bad today or something like, right. you know, but 
yeah, when you cut, like when you just strip it all down, like what are you left with that actually is going to be something that is good for you that you want to be doing that is going to help you. And a lot of people don't know because yeah. we're so caught up in other things. Exactly. So I think it's really important. We were just talking yeah. about that with uh, my last episode with my friend, Sonny. Um, he has this mental health thing where he's like constantly comparing himself to everybody else and feeling like he's not good enough. Mm. And I, I think that beautifully ties into what too. you said with, with what you talked about with social media and how like we're so, um, what's the word I'm looking for? So like drawn in to everyone mm-hmm. else around us and basing our experiences off everybody else and like craving what they have or what they want or what they desire and everything like that and making that our desire. Yeah. Even though it's, you're just living mm-hmm. through a vicarious website that they're posting all the major yeah. highlights, you know, like people have to step back like yeah, you said exactly. and like really strip it all down and be like no like this is me and that's yeah. them you know what I mean mm-hmm. yeah I think that's like I try really hard with my Instagram like I, I hope this is how my Instagram comes off like I like I'll post a picture of myself or something but like I'll try to post with a purpose like I'll post song lyrics underneath it or I'll post like something I've learned about myself or like just like a mantra or something like I, I try to sure. post with a purpose because so many people so many and girls especially I find there's like this need to get validation from strangers or like people in their lives yep and it's like like social media and society has like built this like battle ring for women where they have to constantly be competing with each other to get like seek validation and attention and they're just posting pictures of themselves or like like young girls are like posting pictures and like crop tops and like stuff like that and it's like or whatever yeah and it's like okay you look great but like what are you what what are you trying to seek here what's What's your what's your point yeah what's your intention you know, I think a lot of people do things on social media without any intention. I think that's most you of know? social media, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. And it's so like, I, I try to just be like a little bit different where it's like my stories, I'm like, I'll post funny videos of dogs or whatever, or like yeah. my dog. But then like, I'll also be like, Hey, FYI, the sun's shining today. Like sunshine's really good for you. Yeah, exactly. Go outside if you can. Like, you know, or just with my posts that I make, I try to just be like, here's a picture of myself, but like, here's some song lyrics I wrote, or like, here's something that I really like just learned about myself or like mental health or whatever. And I'll post that. Like, I try not to just be that person that just posts for the sake of posting. Posting, I want to actually, I just, I want to be able to like actually post something that if someone reads, actually reads it and doesn't just like double tap and keep scrolling, which is probably what happens with most people anyway. But (laughs) if someone actually were to, you know, if someone were to actually read what I'm posting, that it resonates, you know, like, I don't know. I think, but like, it's just, it's really, really, it's a really weird world we're in with that like comparison and everything. So yeah <laughs> well that being said wow we divulged a lot there <laughs> <laughs> i told you i'm an open book i'll just like no and i appreciate that thank you so much um we covered a lot of ground there um but yeah so moving forward into our next segment shannon um 
I have this thing. It's this, like this segment in the podcast where um, it's called the real reels. Ooh. Yes. So it's okay. It's it's a. <laughs> It's not a joke, obviously. It's very serious, but like the name itself was a bit of a joke in the first season. Like I introduced the segment like halfway through the first season, and mm-hmm. just cause as like on a whim kind of thing, and then it stuck, right. and then people like love that segment and the title. And so now oh, I'm cool. Okay. Now I'm left with it, so I can't change it now. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> there's no going back. There's no going back now. Exactly. <laughs> So, yeah, so the segment's called The Real Reels, and I'll just give you, like, a brief synopsis as to what this segment means. Um, it basically, okay. it you know, it's kind of, like, the realness of mental health, and, like, it's the shit that no one really talks about on a regular basis, you know? Like, the point of this whole podcast okay. is to make mental health more accessible and more normalized, and having these conversations with people mm-hmm. that you wouldn't normally be having these conversations with, and it not being taboo, you know what I mean? right yeah so that's what i really want to drive home with this segment and again like i said from you from the beginning like you can go as deep as you want with this or not whatever you're comfortable with obviously like obviously i'm not going to push you to do anything that you you don't want to say right but uh yeah that's just the whole point of this segment is to just really be raw and like just not be scared to say what needs to be said you know because i think people need to hear it cool um Mm -hmm. yeah there's really only one question in this segment uh it's just what are the hardest moments you've had to face with your mental health? Oh, yeah. Um, obviously, losing my mom. Yeah. It's really, really hard. Of course. Like, I'm already depressed. <laughs> and that that was like a crash course. But it, it's, it's weird. It's like losing my mom has really made me change my perspective on just living my life and what I value in my life and who I value in my life and who I want to keep around in my circle and have in my back, like in my corner kind of rooting for me and going to bat for me. And I think in mental health, it's so important to have, like to come to that realization, to know who's going to be standing with you when, you know, the world goes to shit like who's gonna who's gonna be st- like having your back and going to advocate for you if you can't do it for yourself or on days when like you just can't get out of bed you know right, like right so and it's just it, it's made me really appreciate life like it's just like it's so short and so many horrible things happen to so many people every single day and it's like yeah you really have to like I've I've just started to try to like really appreciate the little things, um, like a cup of tea or my dog rolling in the snow in minus thirty weather like a psycho, <laughs> you know, just like little things like you know things course, like that. But but like at my worst moments of my mental health, like yeah, I I wasn't eating, I wasn't getting out of bed, I was sleeping most of the day, but then I wouldn't be able to sleep at night. And I would want, I, I wanted to talk to people, but I didn't know what to say. And I wouldn't be able to talk without crying. Yeah, so I part. was just like, well, well, yeah, I was like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to lock myself in my room. And what I found really helped was just like having those people that I have in my back corner 
to like just sitting with me right in silence like let's go for a walk I don't want to talk about anything I just want to get some exercise and just get out of the house okay cool yeah do you want to come over and just sip it you want to just sit beside me while I cry yeah sure yeah absolutely you know those those people are so important and like I would gladly be that person for someone else Mm -hmm. any any day of the week any hour of the day but yeah but it's super important to have those people for yourself as well and um but yeah it's yeah it's definitely not pretty like crying in the shower or like there was so many times like driving is a dangerous thing in itself so like when you're like ready to just fucking drive into yeah yeah like I'd be sitting at an intersection waiting to turn left and I'm like I could just go right now yeah like scary you know you you literally you literally reach a point where you just don't give a shit about what like whether or not you live or die yep and that's scary like it's it's a it's a really it's yeah it's a really really scary feeling yeah it's like and you don't really know what to do with it, you know. And <laughs> well, you know what you do with it, but you don't want to do that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah. I just and it's yeah. Suicide is one of those things where it's so it's so heartbreaking and so shocking when it happens, and it's like. How do I explain this? It's just like you lost, the, you lost the fact somebody that somebody suicide, right? Yeah, and I wasn't like super close, but it was just someone that like I knew. You knew, like yeah. it was, you know, and I knew enough of their story to know like that's like where they end up. But it's just like right. I think, and like it's gonna sound really weird, but like I think people that do end up completing suicide are really fucking brave people interesting you say that because usually you hear the opposite yeah so i appreciate you like oh i appreciate you saying that version of it rather than what we're all used to hearing about suicide like oh well they were weak and they just gave up or "Mm, you know they're being selfish or yeah like you know you could view it as a selfish act like how dare they leave us behind how dare they how dare they leave us feeling like this and like having to grieve them yeah it's like fuck you if that's how you you feel about it yeah yeah this isn't about this isn't about you and you know to be super blunt like like (laughs) that's probably a part of the reason why they felt completely fucking helpless or alone and felt like they didn't have someone to turn or alone and didn't have someone to turn to yeah because you know like and you know i'm i i don't want to be blaming the people like survivors of suicide because you know that's not always the case no like you know but but there are certain situations where you know the person that's completed suicide is being blamed and it's like i i've been there i've I've been like ready to do it but just never reach that point of like actually taking something and putting it into fruition and attempting and like you know, I've never had a plan because it's too frightening to me. Which I can't is do that. A good thing for you. Which is a good thing. Like, it's there's it's some strength that within that. that point, but it's good that you have yeah. that sense of pulling back when it got to that point. Yeah, like there's there's strength to be had within that. But I think to actually, you know, it's it's heartbreaking, but it's also like 
brave at the same time for someone to be at that point where they're like, holy fuck, I can't do this anymore. And then actually bring themselves to that point. Right. Because, you know, like, is it tragic and heartbreaking? Yes. Is it, is it horrible? And do we wish that like things could have been different? Yes. Of course. But it, it takes a lot of strength and a lot of, a lot of pain to do that. Yes, absolutely. And it's like the the ma- and the magnitude of that is so like I think people really like kind of they they brush that over. They don't really well, just no one like, takes the time to view it that think way. Think about right? it. Cuz we're so used to hearing yeah. it one way for our entire lives and like it's not until you yeah. meet somebody that has been through it like I have or other people that I know that can really yeah. step up and be like, "No, it's not that's not what it's like at all." Like People need to realize yeah. that, like, and anybody listening and, and viewing this, I mean, obviously, you probably know me if you're listening to this podcast, but if you don't, great. Um, <laughs> you know, I've attempted. I went through with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, it didn't go through because yeah. I'm still here talking, <laughs> but, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, I attempted, right? And so being someone that's yeah. that's been through that almost all the way through, I can tell you mm-hmm. right now that there's nothing in my mind when when you're doing it. Like, there's no... You're not thinking about everything else. Like it's yeah, just, it's, just, it's like it's the weirdest thing to feel everything and feel nothing at the, the same, same time. time. Yeah, basically, because you're feeling so much, right? And it's like overwhelming that yeah. your body just shuts down, and the depression takes you're over. You're completely numb. The anxiety takes yeah. over. The mental health illness takes over and controls you, and it yeah. makes you do horrible things yeah. that you might not necessarily want to be doing. Right. Yeah, so exactly. if anybody feels yeah. that way of like or if you know anybody in your life that has taken their life and you were mad at them i mean it's it's understandable but at the same time like please try to step back and think about where that person was like they didn't do this to harm you they didn't do this to spite you and like this wasn't a selfish act like they were lost and Mm -hmm. they thought that this was the only way out they weren't thinking about you Mm -hmm. in the moment and how that would affect you they were they just wanted the pain to end yeah right so exactly I, I hope that exactly message yeah. hits home with some people and like people start viewing this differently the topic yeah. of suicide because it makes me sick yeah. to hear people's reactions sometime to suicide you know being as somebody yeah, that's it, been yeah. through it before you know so yeah and you know my mom trying twice yeah in one day like you know like she was very very close and somehow like she had everything stacked against her like to not come out of that and she came out of that completely fine and it's like I I don't know how but it's just you know how does anyone even know that we're really here right (laughs) like like how did we get here simulation but um (laughs) yeah (laughs) we're all in the matrix but it's just um yeah probably honestly feels like it sometimes but yeah, so you were saying yeah, think, the like, loss of your uh, mom was hard, and obviously the depression, anxiety, yeah, but like, was hard. Um, yeah, and at, at the lowest of lows, it's just like the most, like it's just the most gutting. That's the word I use: is gutting. It just like yeah. it literally like you feel like you have nothing inside of you. You just have nothing to give. Yep. No, like just, but at the same time, everything up here is such a mess. Yeah. It's such a maze. It really is. Uh, like it's like you're in a mirror maze with a corn maze inside of like I don't know, just 
<laughs> it's yeah. just like a big like mess up in here but then like from the head down yeah from the head down you feel absolutely nothing and you just yeah it's such a strange feeling to have and there really isn't any word to describe it like i can't think of an english word that would even come close to describing that feeling because i just don't know what it is yeah just like i think numb (laughs) i I don't even think that covers it it's just it's below and and it doesn't it doesn't yeah, it's like, but I just yeah. think you're trying to get something <laughs> so, close to people can understand if they've never experienced it, right? So it's like it's hard, yeah. um, and I'm I'm sorry to hear that you know you've been not all the way there, but that you even considered in the first place. Like that's still scary on its yeah. own, you know, that you were even in yeah. that place to begin with. Yeah, I was in that place this summer. Even like I, I felt, I felt myself going back into that. I've known tied up this summer before. I felt myself going back and like I came off my meds for a little bit because I was feeling better and I thought okay maybe this is maybe I've regulated my body and sorted myself out and then I came off of them and ladies if you're listening your period is <laughs> torture on your body <laughs> the hormones that get real yeah the hormones and everything like yeah. I I get premenstrual I get premenstrual depression like really bad and um it took, it took it literally when I got off my meds I think it actually made it worse um so I kind of in a way sort of forced myself to go back on them but I was also on birth control and I've come off of my birth control right um so I've been off of it for four months now and I've noticed an improvement with my weight and um my like premenstrual like depression and anxiety isn't as bad That's good. so because like yeah because like I'm taking a hormone but I'm also taking medication to like help regulate my hormones and my brain right. so, so it's you know it's like <laughs> it's like how does that really work yeah it's kind of like they're fighting each other and you know like you read about it and it's like you like most doctors are like oh it's fine like it's not a big deal like you can take it together right can, can I don't you know, know can you like every like <laughs> Yeah. yeah, like everybody's different. Exactly, everyone's, everyone's body body's to it different. But like, right? so. yeah, but like, just as if from a female perspective, I found that yeah, like my period was really bad. So I found myself going back on my meds. I started back on Trintelix. I had really bad night terrors when I went back on it. Wow. For the first time, that was like, oh, I was like, I was like, oh shit, okay, now I'm actually having side effects from it. I was having really bad night terrors and. So that lasted like three weeks and I was like I can't be on this like I'm not sleeping I'm waking up like terrified and I'm waking up with more anxiety in the mornings than I had the night before because I'm having terrifying dreams that feel so vivid and so real that I think they actually right. happened like yeah that's scary and so yeah so now I'm on Ciprolex <laughs> long story short well, but um yeah and that's yeah so that's fine but um yeah, I think I forget where I was really going with that, but it's just um We're just talking about hard moments in yeah. mental health. <laughs> yeah, I mean like, Oh yeah, and it, yeah, but like I I found myself like kind of relapsing essentially. And yeah. now I'm back on my medication again. But like but also I think it's important for people to realize that like that there's a potential for that to happen. Of course there is, yeah. You know. Yeah. And, you know, like there's there's some science to show that depression is like genetically kind of predisposed or hereditary and like it runs in my family and yeah you know yeah so I think yeah I just 
it's um it's important for people to realize that it's never going to be linear it's not always going to be like okay i'm on meds i'm all better like right all smooth sailing from here it's like it's 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 gonna forever be it's like this and battle. life itself yeah and life is forever gonna be like this and yeah it's just important yeah it's i think just... it's just important to hit home to like really like what i'm trying to kind of speak about in this podcast is like really like self-reflection and mindfulness and really sitting with yourself and understanding where this mm-hmm. is coming from and what works for you and what doesn't of course, of course. and talking and talking to people that have been through similar things um you know yes <laughs> like myself or taylor <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um and you know just kind of using their experiences as kind of like you know general guidance of like how to go about understanding and yeah, exactly advoc- and advocating for yourself and other people and yep you know for sure spreading that message and under, like and yeah and having people in your corner i think it's really important too like and you know there's a lot of people out there that i know that don't have people that they feel that they can talk to or be close with so you know like we're here i'm for a you. complete stranger to we're probably yeah like i'm a complete stranger to probably everyone listening right now but like find me on instagram and shoot me a message like yes. i open book like i said um you know everybody needs somebody to be able to kind of advocate and be there for them yep and i think i agree yeah i think that's just like my main three things mindfulness people in your corner and um what was i gonna say oh and things that work for you just like sitting with yourself and just like understanding educating yourself yes as best as you can obviously yeah <laughs> yeah as best <laughs> <you> can. <laughs> well, Shana, that was great yeah. <laughs> thank you for for really getting in there with us with the real reels i mean that was that was a good unfolding of everything. And uh, before we move on to the next segment. I feel like I talk too much. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a podcast. You're going to have to cut this down a lot. <laughs> I'm leaving it all in, bro. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, like, I'll wow. cut out some well, stuff. Well, if anyone's like, still listening at this point, like, good on them. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for still being here and listening. It's important, though. I mean, like, everything that yeah. we said is important. So, uh, yeah. before we move to the next segment, I just want to touch on one thing in the Real Reels before we move on to the mm-hmm. next segment um yeah did you have any vices that you struggle with at all i always like to ask my guests this because i had a lot of vice problem vices problem problem with vices <laughs> um when i was younger and i was a drug addict for like five or six years um i'm sober now and haven't touched any drugs in like eight years mm-hmm. so that's amazing Woo. um but yeah so i you know i had a problem with drugs and i had a problem with drinking still kind of have a problem with drinking but it's getting better um, mm. I'm always just curious about other people that deal with their mental health, if they had any vices or anything that they leaned on too heavily that was negative towards their health that they thought was helping them get through stuff, but really was a deterrent. Um, I think I would say, honestly, even now, um, like alcohol and weed for me, Yeah. like, but like I said, like I, I don't think it it's not so much my mental health that tanks it's more just like my like my body like I just get tired like if I like I use um THC oil right um because like smoking joints and stuff just like I have asthma and it's just for me. right um, yes <laughs> you know if you're gonna do it you gotta do it healthily <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, but yeah, I find like, like I said, I was just doing oil just for the sake of doing it, like, and not because I actually like felt like I needed it for any reason. And at first, it was like a nice thing to have just to like escape and just kind of zone out a bit. And I would, but I would do it. I would color. I would be coloring, or I would be reading, okay, or like doing like I would be doing like kind of brain stuff. Right. like brain exercise stuff while I was tied <laughs> so like it was like kind of a weird like a little bit like I don't know but Balance. but it's just like yeah but I've noticed like when I drink I I can I can have one or two but like do I want to stop at one or two like I think I'd have more fun if I had a third one yeah that's the problem you know like that's kind of that's something that I'm um trying to like understand like obviously i don't drink every day like i haven't had a drink since like saturday like i don't drink every day of the week you know like i but i it's yeah it's one of those things where like if i do drink it's like really easy for me to finish that bottle of wine Mm -hmm. you know or like and it's like is that normal is that cool like i don't know well i don't know if you've done much research on it but i actually i got diagnosed in 2020 because i had a drinking problem in 2020 um, uh, I was diagnosed with acute alcohol abuse disorder. Oh, and I had no idea okay. this even existed. I've never heard of it before. Um, but I I was diagnosed by a professional at CAMH. Um, okay. And basically, like he was saying to me, it it's it's a form of alcoholism, but it's not as severe as what we imagine alcoholism being. Like you don't need it every day to function, obviously. But he's saying, like, right. you're doing... But it's, it... like, once you start, you can't really stop kind of thing? Like... Essentially, yeah, exactly. So it's, like... Because I was yeah. telling him, like, I would go, you know, every weekend. And I'd get belligerently drunk every weekend. Like, past the point of mm-hmm. a normal amount. And I would do that every weekend. But right. I would stop drinking during the week. Like, I'd be fine. But then when the weekend comes yeah. around, I'm out with my friends or whatever. And, like, I'm just finding the excuse to get drunk again. You know, right. so he's like, that's kind of like, yeah, the I, I, point. I probably, yeah, I probably fall into that category pretty that's closely. What I thought I, when I you said say. that, I was like, oh, this sounds a lot like what I was dealing with. So, yeah, yeah. And I think a lot, honestly, with COVID and people not be able to go out and do anything, like, what else, what is there to do but sit around and just drink with some yeah. friends in, the, in your house or whatever? And it's like, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's so, to me, it's very, difficult I actually find it really challenging because when I'm high or when I drink a little bit of red wine which is like my favorite thing to drink (laughs) I my creative juices flow a little bit because I'm a little bit more like relaxed and like I just a little more loose I just yeah I'm like I just think of things or I'm just like sitting in my room and I'm just like playing guitar and like I'm a little stoned like a little tipsy and I'm like oh this is fun like oh this melody's cool right so it's like I'm I, it's that's where it's a little weird for me like I I, I don't want to say it's a full-on vice but it's 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 because it's like I do productive things right. while I'm doing something that isn't necessarily the best thing for me sure. so I'm like kind of you know like I'm kind of reinforcing it mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah I'm like oh I wrote this really cool song but I drank half a bottle of wine before I got to, to get finish. there yeah yeah, you know, and it's like teetering. You know, I don't advice at this point. Yeah, so I mean, I wrote a song the other night, and I wasn't 
drunk, so that's fine. Yeah. But, like, there you go. Yay! <laughs> small victories, small victories. Yeah, but I would say, like, before I actually, like, really, like, drank that much, like, when I was younger in high school and stuff, like, sleeping. I would just sleep a lot to just try to avoid things. Right. And that, you know, you wake up with the same problems you had before you went to sleep. Yeah, it's just kind of, like, masking you're not, basically. You're, yeah, it's just an avoidance. Yeah. So that's kind of uh, uh, sleeping is okay. like honestly when 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 you're de- when you have depression and stuff like sleeping is like the one thing you really want to do half the time for the most you part know? yeah but i think yeah but i think you know when you start to just use that as an excuse to avoid having to actually come to terms with things and get down to the nitty-gritty of mm-hmm. figuring out and making yourself better it's not ideal no exactly you can't can't sleep through your problems no you definitely cannot because like you said when you wake up they're Mm -mm. still gonna be there (laughs) Um, yeah okay well thank you for uh elaborating that for me i appreciate that (laughs) uh, a bit more in-depth look there um so yeah yeah, the next segment is a lot lighter than the real reels it's kind of like you know okay coming out of the darkness hopefully i mean obviously we all still carry darkness with us it's you know like as we said in in that real real segment like you know it's kind of an uphill battle but it does get easier over time you find out ways to get better Mm -hmm. and stuff like that and deal with it better and manage it better so that's kind of what this segment is all about it's like the recovery stage you know like you know we have the problem now we've identified the problem and how has it gotten easier or or just more manageable um, so this segment's called the rainbow segment. Uh, I love rainbows. <laughs> yeah. So in the rainbow segment, first question is just, are there any positive things uh, that you've discovered or are still finding out about yourself in dealing with your mental health? Yeah. Um, like I said, I'm discovering like what's working and what's not. Yeah, I you feel know, like you definitely like, touched upon a lot of it throughout this podcast story. With, with the yeah, and stuff. I'm sorry. And it's okay. It's okay. Like, um, so yeah, you've definitely covered a lot of what's helped you, which is very cool. Yeah, um, but yeah, like, is there anything else you can think of, or maybe just like you can revisit those thoughts for a bit, and then we can move on. Yeah, I, well, I think yeah, like I said, like going on medication was like a big game changer for me because I really I. I was afraid to go on it. I didn't know how my body was going to react. I didn't know, you know, like how I was going to feel with it. Right. Um, if I was going to make it worse or better, I don't know. Like it's, it's, it's a daunting thing, especially because like, it's not something that I had a lot of education on prior to. So um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just kind of daunting and it's like, when I don't have a lot of friends that are on medication, it, it makes it a little bit harder. But once I, like, I, I put on my Instagram story and this is actually, I remember it, um, a year and a half ago when I found myself relapsing, yeah. I put an Instagram story out saying like, who's on meds, if they feel comfortable, like answer this and let me know what you're on and how it's affecting you. And I had, so many replies from people that I knew or like people that I still talk to. Right. And I was like, Oh damn. Okay, cool. Like, I don't know. I've got like 
1200 followers or something on Instagram. And like, I didn't obviously get 1200 replies, but like a good handful of people that I actually, like that I actually know out of the people that follow me were like, Oh, I'm on, I'm on this for this. And I'm on this for that. And I'm like, okay. So like, it's definitely a thing, Absolutely, (laughs) you know? And (laughs) yeah, (laughs) but it's not something like, it's not something that's really talked about. Right. No, you're right. You're right. It's not visible and to people, you to see, right? Yeah, exactly. And people don't really talk about their experiences on it unless somebody asks. It's not something that like just comes up in a conversation at dinner, right? Like, exactly. But this is the point of this you know, podcast and, is getting the conversations yeah, to be there. <laughs> exactly. It's like, you know, you meet people and she's like, oh, the weather's like really cool today. You're like, oh, how's your kid? How are your kids? How's your family? How's like whatever you don't you talk to people about like the most mundane things. So then you're not going to be like, so, so how's the Ciprolex working for you? Like, <laughs> You know, like, I don't know. It's just... Or I thought about trying to kill myself today. Yeah, it's like, oh, well, uh, well, like, what do you do with that, right? Like, yeah. people, like, it's people don't know how to approach those conversations, or and they don't know how to handle them once it's been approached either. So it's because like, they're not properly kinda... equipped. Because like, society hasn't taught yeah. anybody. That's a whole other thing. We that we can keep going on this. Yeah, forever. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But this is why we're here. Yes, um, yes, exactly. Yeah, but that's but cool think, though. That's yeah, good. like. Yeah, like the med, the medication thing has really honestly changed my life. It's, That's good. I'm glad that it's um, helped you really, in a positive way. Yeah, and I've, I've also, I've sat for a long time to realize what my triggers are, and like as, as a female, I get, I have a lot of anxiety towards men, and just like, like I'm, aside I'm from like my, I'm sorry, <laughs> okay. I'm sorry on all men's behalf. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I don't. I don't lump myself in with those guys, though. Yeah. No, I appreciate that, I and I, I wouldn't either. Yeah. Um. I. Uh. You know, aside from like my extremely personal like family experiences and things like that, like my relationships have been a huge trigger for me yeah. in terms of you know. And I'm actually I'm surprised we've gotten like an hour into this, and I'm just mentioning it now. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay. my relation like my relationships have been a huge trigger for me um yeah. like emotional with, like, abuse cheating, or emotion like major emotional abuse like yeah. cheating um like some like like borderline sexual abuse when I think back on it like wow. kind of like being guilted into having sex or like you know just like feeling guilty for like not looking a certain way wow and like doing yeah. certain things like manipulation. It's like, yeah and you know like that <laughs> that fucks you up like a Absolutely lot it makes it you makes you it, it gives you trust issues it gives you more anxiety it makes yep. you more on edge towards meeting more people depressed. and being open with people and more depressed because you feel like you can't meet somebody that will meet you on a certain level and actually give you the love that you need and deserve and deserve yeah. yeah exactly so yeah um that like that's taught me a lot too like I've t- I've learned a lot about like what my triggers are with that um unfortunately like just a lot of men in general are a trigger for me because of how they behave around me and how they speak about other women in front of me or yeah I hear I hear what they say about me behind my back and I'm like I literally went for coffee with this person the other day and like we're supposed to be friends but then right you know they're like they're degrading me down to a pair of body parts or something and it's like yeah. I don't know it's just it's it's just, it's just, that in itself is a social challenge that I think no, you know women struggle with a, like just 
you know, people struggle with a lot. Like, I'm not saying like just men are bad. Like, a lot of a lot of girls say really horrible, shitty things about men too, and like yeah. don't treat them very well. They're bad people. Everywhere. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, blanket blanket statement. People for the most part can be bad. Suck. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We all have our shitty sides. Of but, course, of course. Um but yeah, I think I've I've learned a lot about my triggers and that's really important too. And it's also important to not avoid it's not like like I'm chatting with you, you know, you're a guy. I'm not like, oh well fuck you, because you have a penis. I don't want to talk to you. Like <laughs> Thank you for you not suck. pursuing that yet. <laughs> but you know, but like I'm not like I, I I you know, like I don't avoid men because they trigger me. Like I'm not, no, you know course, what I mean. Like it's important to understand like what your triggers are, and understand that like it's coming out of that anxiety, like fear zone. Like, do I have anything to fear with this person? Yeah. Like, are my like are my anxieties and my triggers in this situation valid? Of course. And that goes back. That goes back to the mindfulness thing too, and yep. like the self reflection, but being aware of like yeah, who you're I comfortable think... with and who you're not comfortable with and yeah and that a bit um, closer than you normally would yeah and also just like in certain situations socially or whatever like if you're at a party or you know you're just out of the mall or like i don't know something super like just easy task it's like i think it's yeah it's just it's really important to like just take a step back think like okay why am i feeling uncomfortable right now why am i you know and if it's something that like you can't get over or can't look past and get deal with like take yourself out remove yourself yeah. don't put yourself through situation like don't put yourself through things that are going to cause you harm unnecessarily when you know you could eat like you could just remove yourself you know yeah absolutely but but that's like that's something i've come to really learn through my mental health is like you know to not avoid to accept and to you know take like take a step back for like you know five minutes ten minutes five seconds whatever yeah and be like okay this is why i'm feeling this way can i get over it in this minute or do i need to like remove myself mm-hmm. or do i need to like run to the bathroom and just hide for a second and just like cry real quick and then come back out and i'll be good like because right. i've done that numerous times where i'm just like i'm not okay and then i just like excuse myself i'll literally go cry in the bathroom fix up my face and then come back whatever i was doing right and just say okay i'm good but you have to allow yourself to have that vulnerability with yourself and also to give yourself that space yeah if that makes sense no it totally makes sense but, I, I agree with you but that's what i that's my rainbow side i've um <laughs> <I love that. laughs> i've come to i've come to just be like really comfortable with myself and accepting my triggers that's huge and man it takes understanding time to them so. and the, the fact that you're there and yeah. you're experiencing these things is such a good outcome that you could ask for yeah yeah i think the rain like the big title of the rainbow would be like i'm proud of shannon i'm proud of myself i'm proud of shannon <laughs> <laughs> oh thanks <laughs> you're welcome i feel like we've been on a journey together today and yeah totally i always feel this sense it always <laughs> feels this way like um like entering the rainbow segment and like you know towards the end of the podcast where it like kind of all comes together and you see this like we just like i said we just been on this like journey together of, yeah. like, describing your life and like walking through it and I always just feel i feel connected with the guests by the end of it and just like it's just like wow like we got through this you know and like yeah. we're learning together and it's just like i don't know it's just like this cool like symbiotic symbiotic symbiosis moment yeah well i am um, 
I'm very thankful for you and I'm very thankful that you're still here. Thank you. And, and I'm just, I'm super stoked to be able to come on and chat with you and share my experiences with people and what I've learned. And yeah, I mean, it's very brave. Um, man. And, uh, we have a couple more questions left. Don't worry. Like we're not we're not done. Oh, okay. Yet. Oh, I thought we were. I thought we were, I thought we were almost done. But. We only got we only got a little bit left. Don't worry. And then uh, okay. Yeah, we'll wrap this up. But uh, and then I, mean, I get to go walk my dog. Exactly. Which is a form of self care. And I got to walk my dog too. So we'll both be walking yeah. dogs. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the next question we've definitely hit a lot of it already. Um, so you can just briefly summarize if you, if you want to or if there's anything new that pops in your head go for it but basically yeah. is just have you found any constructive uh ways or solutions or coping mechanisms in dealing with your mental health better these days yeah i mean yeah like and obviously like the self-reflection and stuff that i've talked about like this entire time is really important Very but important. um the mindfulness yeah but like i'm like big self-care advocate too like yeah it's huge I love I love reading obviously songwriting is like my muse like that's just something that I I always have done and will probably continue to do even if I don't end up like I want a career with it but like and you will not hopefully we'll see not, not hopefully you will I will I, I will I'm make a career it for you <laughs> okay yay <laughs> yeah um but you know, that's something I'm always going to do, even if it's not, you know, going to be financially, <laughs> um, you know, back for me. But uh, hey, but the the wealth you get from doing it mentally and emotionally exactly outweighs any it's sort like of a, financial. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, like, when it comes to my self care and like things that I do just for myself, um, by myself, like I was telling you earlier before we started the podcast, like I take my dog for a walk and I'll listen to my murder podcast. Right. Yep. <laughs> which is it's Very super like I think it's it's I think it's so funny to me like I'll like my dog is 100 pounds and he's super cute and he's big and goofy and like people will stop me on the street to say hi to him because he's just such a unique looking dog but he's like so cute and friendly yeah and I'm like oh hi how's it going like meanwhile in my ears it's like he gutted the body from the co- from the thoracic <laughs> cavity down all the way to the pubic bone. <laughs> like, oh and I'm like, well, how's your day going? <laughs> it's like in my in ears, ears. I've got just like all this carnage. Like, oh man. But yeah. So I think I just, I laugh to myself. Like little kids look about to ride and they're like, can we pet your dog? And like in my ears, it's like they used a shotgun. And when that, that didn't and work, they used the blood force. The yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, you know, it's weird. I'm just a morbid person. Uh, morbid podcast man. actually is one of the podcasts I listen to. Morbid. There you good. go. Shout out to Morbid. There you go. Yeah, thanks, Morbid Podcast, for getting me through. Getting you through the day. <laughs> <laughs> getting me through my, my morning walks. Um, but I journal as well. I like to journal. That's like a good songwriting one, yeah. is kind of like songwriting is kind of like a journaling thing for me, but I actually um I was up in Tobamori and I went into this little bookstore in the summer and they had this like gratefulness journal. Oh, nice. And I was like, and it, and I didn't have to buy it. Like I could just literally just write down things. But I, it was just so. It was just very aesthetic, and it has flowers all over it. And oh, it's nice. cute. So I bought it. Yeah. And it's just like it. There's like little writing prompts. Like today, I'm grateful for. Or like there's like little um, like quotes and stuff throughout. So, 
that's kind of it's just nice to like be able to like if I'm having like those moments of like significant gratitude and I want to like put it down on paper and like put it out there in the world essentially like I just want to I'll just write it out um taking baths an hour-long bath apparently at like a pretty high like not scalding but like a high temperature apparently is really good for you yeah you sweat out a lot of toxins Sweat some toxins out. I can imagine, yeah. That's why saunas are probably good too. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, so that's pretty awesome. Um, That's great. These are all really good ways of of helping with with everything. Like That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. That's what I do. Awesome. (laughs) Well, thank you for that insight, Shannon, on that. I'm sure a lot of people can, if they're still listening (laughs) or watching, (laughs) thank you for watching and listening. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I hope they can take away from that and like, use some of them for themselves and see if it helps them right so yeah very cool all right shanda well i got the last prompt here for you it's just um any final thoughts or feelings that you want to express to the listeners to the viewers um it could be a message of hope or some sort of advice with people dealing with certain things like yourself just anything any final thoughts you want to shout out to the listeners and viewers yes (laughs) if they haven't still like clocked out after two hours but we're still here um I've I don't know if it's like super corny or like really cheesy or corny cheese bread I don't know but like (laughs) or cheesy cornbread I don't know whatever your preference is (laughs) (laughs) um but I've come to find this thing that I just tell people and I'm like it could be better but it could always be worse I mean, yeah. <laughs> and like, like literally, but like literally, like if you really think about it, like. As cheesy as it is, like, like you said, I mean, like it, it's just accurate. That's, there's a reason why yeah. it's a popular saying. It's because it's true. Like yeah. things could be yeah, better, like, but it, they could it, also be a lot worse. Yeah. And like, they just, they could literally always be worse. So it's like, yeah. you're, like you're still here. You're still healthy. You're still breathing. You like, you have. 24 hours in a day to do one thing that will make your life change yeah and for the better or the worse whichever you choose whichever but like, outcome it is yeah yeah but I think I think if you really just like take that moment out of the day for yourself like when it comes to my mental health as well, like I make a list of things I want to try to accomplish in the day. And my, like I, in my notes on my phone, I have like, today I'm going to walk the dog, I'm going to work, and then I'm going to have a bath. Right. Three super, like, like before that, I'll make my bed. Like super like little tasks mm-hmm. that just like, motivate me and help me feel accomplished. Yeah, for sure. And so, but I think, yeah, I think it could literally always be worse. And there is help out there. It's not always easily accessible it's not always the best help but if it one door will always lead to another door and another avenue and another path and another person and that person could change your life or that decision to do this could change your life and I think just I don't know it's just trying to keep that in mind when you think that you've hit your absolute fucking rock bottom like four months ago I had twenty dollars in my bank account literally I had $20 in my bank account like I was trying to scrape together money to go buy food or like buy tampons like literal means of life like (laughs) things I needed yeah you know like 
I live at home <laughs> with my like with my dad like yeah. but I just like I like my finances are shit like like when I think that it could all, always be like like it couldn't get any worse like it's it probably could. good like I have a home I could be homeless yeah you could you be know? On, on the streets I, or living in a fucking yeah like I have like yeah bedroom somewhere and not be able to afford to live there <laughs> yeah yeah like or like I have my family like I have my brothers I have my dad like it's just it's yeah if like it's it's really hard when you're feeling like there's nothing and you're feeling helpless and you're feeling everything and nothing at the same time. Yeah. But like, try, if you just try to be grateful for like the smallest things, like, Oh, I saw a bird today or, Oh, I saw a dog today yeah. or the sun was shining. You know, it will slowly start to help change your perspective. And like I said, one door will always lead to another and you never know who's going to be behind that door and exactly. who will support you and who like who could change your life and you know or you could be that person for somebody else yeah you exactly know? It so, both ways for sure yeah so just keep fighting the good fight and uh that was beautiful you know thanks what a lovely, me what a lovely last <laughs> message from shannon that was beautiful i will add to your uh, amazing ending point there with saying a nice lighthearted thing. <laughs> um, well, I mean, it was all lighthearted, obviously, but um, yeah. <laughs> I'll end on a joke here. But it's just basically like, have you seen the movie Zombieland? Yes, it's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a hot, hot minute since I've seen it, but, but yes. I, it's funny because like, no one takes me seriously when I say this, but like, I literally live my life to those zombie rules. Like, not all of them, obviously, but like, uh, it's like <laughs> rule number 32. <laughs> Um, enjoy little things. Yeah. And like, yeah. as, as, like I said, as cheesy as Shannon said, her first point, as cheesy as it is, cheesy cornbread, just enjoy little things, <laughs> you know, like you, you don't know like how, how long you've got on this planet until, until you're gone. So like, just go exactly. for a walk and like, like Shannon said, like go look at a bird or a tree or, or a lake or whatever, Yeah, you know, or another yeah. person or what, like who cares? Just go find yeah. the beauty in these little things you know because yeah you have that ability and, to. And, yeah and like if you find somebody wonderful or if somebody has made your day or if something that you saw was like amazing share it with somebody yeah share, this share podcast. that joy <laughs> share the podcast uh, if you're listening <laughs> and you made that, it this far yeah like and, yeah. and you enjoy share it the like, joy. reach share out to the us podcast yeah exactly yeah Selfishly, I'm sorry, yeah, but I have totally. to say it. <laughs> Share, laugh, love. Share, laugh, love. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> and then everyone's tuned out now. Everyone's gone. No one's listening. Everyone clicked off. <laughs> They're like, okay, bye. All right, we're out of here. Fuck this place. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Shannon. Well, that was lovely. Um, thank you so much for being on the podcast it really means a lot to thank me you. And, and thank you for sharing your story with everybody like wow what a journey yeah, we went on today it a, yeah it was a pleasure it was an honor and um I'm sorry I, i'm i'm sorry that i talked so much no don't apologize it's fine <laughs> usually in circles but <laughs> no it's it's totally fine that's what that's what this whole platform is here for to express however you express it right so yeah. no but just a big thanks to you um yeah, I always like to end the podcast with where can people find you, Shannon? Um, well, I'll wrap the band page first because uh, 
you know, music is a good thing to listen to. Um, it's official. Yeah, it's official Bearsford Music uh, for our Instagram. Okay. And Bearsford Music on Facebook, but Facebook's kind of like, at, Dead, is it even but, like a thing anymore? Uh, just in case. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just in case. Just in case anyone still uses it. On YouTube as well? Um, yeah, we're on YouTube. If you just like search the Bearsfords, we've got like a page and beautiful all our music's up there and so you can listen for free apple music and spotify um, and, and all then, that good stuff yeah yeah all the all the things and then my beautiful. personal instagram is shannon marie bearsford shannon marie bearsford <laughs> that that's me go shoot her a dm she's a lovely person um yeah like i said from the top like it's been quite a few years since we've spoken person or i guess via zoom <laughs> yeah, I know. you're the same person i remember like six years ago like it's amazing like i mean you've come a long way hope, obviously since then but i hope like, that's a good thing <laughs> it is it is like you, there was a reason why we connected back then right yeah the totally. reason why yeah. this is so easy to do it today like, and, yeah exactly you know so i, I think that. i think you need to i think we should t- um title this episode cheesy cornbread i'll put it in parentheses Shannon's yeah. episode, cheesy cornbread. <laughs> <laughs> no one will understand unless you they know. get all the way through. <laughs> exactly. And so they'll ah, probably be like, I don't get it. Like, I didn't listen to the entire episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Secret oh, uh, Easter egg there. Love it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, please go check out Shannon and her band, The Bears Furs, with her brother. Uh, they're amazing. Um, really great tunes. Uh, I'm sure they really love the support. I support them, obviously. You got my stamp of approval, Taylor Simpson's stamp of approval. Um, but yeah, please go. Uh, feel free to message her. I'm sure she's, you know, as much as a mental health advocate as I am and has jumped on this podcast for a reason. So if you're struggling with anything or if you have any questions for Shannon about how she did with certain things in her life that you relate to, I'm sure she'd be more than happy to help you out. So go message her. Yep. Uh, but yeah. Oh, before we go, anything coming out soon that you want to plug? Oh, um, well, we are recording the Sad Winter demos. Right. Um, We're talking about that. Yes. Yeah. So I'm hoping to have, um, those out by like mid-February at the latest. I'm still trying to figure out how we're going to... Depending on when this episode comes out, I don't know when this is going to come out. So it might already be out already. (laughs) Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um... So just keep an eye out for that. I'm still yes. trying to like figure out the logistics of it, like what platforms to put it on and how to record it. All it's of just them. Be super... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then we've got like our full band, like legit brand new singles coming out probably Ooh. for early, early spring, I would assume like maybe May. Nice. Okay. So um, yeah. And like just keep an eye out for summer 2020. 20- what year is it 2022 yeah oh my god um because hopefully yeah hopefully we will be playing a lot more shows than we have the last two years i hope so <laughs> i hope i can get to catch one of those shows yeah. finally yeah i would love to come see yeah. you guys and vice versa because yeah, be i've you. got a band now so i'd love for we'll exchange Ooh. shows oh my gosh yes we should both just like book a horseshoe night that'd be sick we, over could, the... we could play yeah. we could play the same night we're close enough. Yeah, take Country over the folk. yeah, yeah. Take over the Horseshoe Tavern and have a whole night of eclectic tunes. Let's do it. You heard it here first, folks. It's happening. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna make it Taylor happen. Simpson. Boom. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Horseshoe gig. Come on at you. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Love it. That would be sweet. Perfect. <laughs> all right, Shannon. Well, thank you so much again. I really appreciate you coming on and, and sharing your lovely story with us all. And I know I'm touched by it. Um, and I'm sure a lot of other people will be as well. So, and keep doing you, man. Keep being a, a mental health advocate and, and thank writing you. those amazing tunes. We love you. Thank you. Love you too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my closing statements are always the same, but maybe I'll mix it up today. I don't know. <laughs> Basically... <laughs> Thank you, thank you guys so much for listening. If you're if you're listening to the audio version, thank you for watching. If you're watching on YouTube, I really appreciate it. Um, be sure to subscribe to a Mental Break podcast on YouTube. Um, leave a comment. I read all the comments uh, and I give it all a heart and whatever. Um, <laughs> be sure to follow it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. It's it's on all of them. I'm pretty sure. Um, leave it a review if you really like it because it helps with the algorithm push it towards the charts or whatever I don't know I'm supposed to say that <laughs> give it a like if you like it like like share double tap yeah all that good um, stuff comment help just get this conversation comment, more nice. more out there in the world you know with mental health and just normalize it you know that's that's the whole point of this podcast so if you like that and you want to yep. help me thank you that'd be great um make sure you drink lots of water uh get your booster if you want to get your booster if not who cares i don't know what you do you um just an option uh wear your mask um turn to the person to the left of you or the right of you in front of you behind you diagonally wherever they are or call a friend or whatever and tell them you love them because i think that's super important and not enough people do that these days so Hashtag just be fucking kind. Exactly. Shannon, love you. Love you. <laughs> I know it's been six years, but... <laughs> I love you! City and color buddies forever, bro. Oh my gosh, yes. Forever. That Way will never be love. taken away. <laughs> never, ever. All right. And like I said, you made the, you made the music video, so... There you go. Hey. <laughs> we are both... You are the music video. I, I am the whole thing. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much. Uh, Stay tuned for the next episode of Mental Break. Bye.